Welcome to Burning Bright, a weekly podcast presenting poetry and prose from Passager. On this episode, four pieces celebrating spring, the season of hope. First, Experiment, from Kathy Mangan's book, Taproot. After my bisected planaria dried up and died in their unwatered Petri dish over spring break, thus prematurely terminating my 10th grade science project on regeneration, my biology teacher let me create a lab report describing what should have happened had the 10 amputated halves been hydrated and permitted to grow their missing parts. I dutifully drew pictures of segmented squiggles gradually elongating, adding a final page depicting a bullet-shaped head and an arrowed tail to prove that renewal was possible. It was Easter time, resurrection in the air. I didn't care about my deceased, possibly hermaphroditic flatworms. I was 16, had recently been on my longed-for first date with an unbrilliant boy from the bio class who owned a car. I remember sitting next to him in the movie theater, our shoulders not quite joined, thinking... Now I'm whole, like other girls. I was wearing a pale green sweater with a pair of yellow butterflies embroidered over my left breast, a breast I would let him fondle a few weeks later as we sat parked in his orange Chevy at Campo Beach, me getting wet, wondering what would evolve. Experiment from Kathy Mangan's book, Taproot. John L. Wright started writing poetry in 1988 when he was 59. Here's his poem from Passager's newest issue, What Poetry Taught Me About Hope. It's a verb. For much of my life, I thought it a noun. Like the scriptures, hope, faith, and love, these three. The preferred cuisine of desert saints. Something you pray for. But since making poems, it feels more like it acts from within. Like in a salmon swimming upstream or a dandelion cycling through seed, root, leaf, and flower. Could it be in my DNA, too? It's part of me that is restored by a spray of white blossoms, by an owl lighting on the branch of a big-leaf maple. Hope is what keeps me knocking with goodwill on every man's door. John L. writes What Poetry Taught Me About Hope, from Passager, Issue 70. Vermont poet Jean Connor said, I find silence to be very rich. It's able to receive fits of creativity and beauty and spiritual strength that one does not experience with too much busyness, too much radio, too much TV, too much talk. Here's Jean Connor's poem, The Feast, from her book, A Hinge of Joy. All morning, the fitful rising and descent of birds, goldfinches gathering, scattering, then gathering again, wary but certain of the need to feed, feed. Beneath a low gray sky, the feast is spread upon the snow. The host, obscured behind some curtained window, bids the birds eat, eat. And if the finches cannot name the host, nor recount the paschal story, Is the gift to them any less than that to us, who stand abashed before the fire which burns in the weightless bodies of the birds? To us, who, as we sing the Easter alleluias, find ourselves lifted to a place far beyond, beyond all knowing. The Feast by Jean Connor from her book, A Hinge of Joy, 
which Passager published in 2009. Finally, this from Helen Vodin, from Passager Issue 43, published 14 years ago in 2007. When I reached my fifties, I joked that my gray hair resembled grass in a winter field. One March, I decided to spend a weekend at a friend's cabin on Sidling Hill in southern Pennsylvania. I hauled an old mattress onto the deck and covered myself with a sleeping bag. Suddenly, something fluttered about my face. My eyes opened to see a tiny brown bird whirl off to the nearest railing, where it perched, staring down at me. We eyed each other for a few minutes before my lids dropped again. When the fluttering returned, I kept my eyes shut. A moment later, the bird landed on my head. I felt a sharp tug on my scalp, followed by several more decisive pulls. Then the little bird flew off, carrying a few strands of my hair in her beak. She returned three more times, each time departing with additional nesting material plucked from my head. That spring, I smiled at the calls of fledglings in my garden. Somewhere on Sidling Hill was a nest where two or three baby birds were enjoying their first days of life, snuggled down in my hair. A Passage About Hair and Hope by Helen Vodin from Passager, Issue 43 To buy Kathy Mangan's book Taproot, or Jean Connor's A Hinge of Joy, or her first book, A Cartography of Peace, or to subscribe to Passager, or to learn more about Passager and its commitment to writers over 50, go to PassagerBooks.com. You can download Burning Bright from Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and various other podcast apps. For Kendra, Mary, Christine, Roseanne, and the rest of the Passager staff, I'm John Shore. Thank you.